Luke chapter 2, starting with verse number 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. You know every time the Bible says don't fear, what were people experiencing right then and there? Fear. So they were fearful of what they had beheld. It says, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. That can be one title of this message, or it can be glory to God. Either one, it don't really matter whichever one you want to grab a hold of. And the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. You know what? I can't read that verse without thinking of a certain uh, Christmas program on TV. Anybody? Charlie Brown. That's right. That's exactly right. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Father, we ask and pray, Lord God, to you would be able to help me to help your people, Lord God, and they would be encouraged this day. You do the heavy lifting, dear God, in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. In 1860... Henry Wadsworth Longfellow had cast his vote for a man that he knew was going to make a huge difference, that man being Abraham Lincoln. The following year, in 1861, in July the 9th, Longfellow's house caught on fire. His wife was burned to death and he himself was seriously burned trying to rescue her. What had happened was a, a lace dress had caught on fire and then it caught a curtain on fire and it just engulfed the, engulfed the room and it engulfed the house. Uh, Longfellow was burned so bad that he could not even attend the funeral for his wife. And this was a man that was nationally known he was not as the poor poet laureate as they have in England, but he was the, basically the national poet of America. And America grieved with this man as he went through what he was experiencing. On Christmas Day, 1861, in Longfellow's diary, here are these words. Christmas Day, how inexpressibly sad are the holidays. On Christmas Day, 1862, in his diary, here are the words that he penned. Merry Christmas, say the children, but that's no more for me. In 1863, Longfellow's son runs away from home to fight for the North in the Civil War. And on Christmas Day, 1863, in his diary, there was no entry. Longfellow's first wife had died in childbirth. His second wife, as I've already said, died in a fire. 
The son that ran away from home would soon come back, be sent back home because of all the wounds and the injuries that he had during the course of the war. And Longfellow's other two sons are still out on the battlefield. And in 1864, Longfellow writes this poem. Ten years later, it will be put to music, and today you heard that song. Here was the poem. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought of how as, I thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. That verse is usually not sang today. Here's one that is. And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Two more verses that you never hear that reference the Civil War. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south. And with the sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Do you see the ebb and flow of this guy, of him being on a mountain and now being so far down in the valley and then faith arises back in his heart again as he finishes this song with these two verses. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolve from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. This is today is the thought that I want to leave you. And it's the thought that we've looked at for the last couple of weeks. I've made mention of this, of Andrea Lewis and her two boys being, seeing me in, um, in a store and me covered from head to toe with drywall mud and them looking at me and all three of them saying, hi, Pastor Mark. And I didn't look like Pastor Mark. But that's how they addressed me was as Pastor Mark. There may be times in your life to where it may seem that God is far, far away, but God is real close. There may be times to when it appears that God is not a provider, but God is a provider. There may be seen time in your life to where you think that, why should I even sing? Why should I even pray? Why should I even give? Why should I even attend church? That's when it means the most. That's what faith is all about. Said it earlier, John 1, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I love that verse. Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to God. 
King David said, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Listen, church, we should never take the glory that belongs to God. Listen, Sunday school teachers, you should never take the glory that belongs to God. Listen to me, preachers, you should never take the glory which belongs to God. Listen to me, singers, you should never take the glory which belongs to God. Listen to me, musicians, you should never take the glory which belongs to God. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, says David, but unto thy name we give glory. Don't give me the glory, give God the glory. Preacher, what does glory mean? It means adoration and honor is what it means. If you look up the word, and this is incredible to me, the word glory and glorify, if you look it up in Webster's, those two words, glory and glorify, are sandwiched between two other words, and here are the two other words, gloom and gloss. Gloom and internal sadness. Gloss and external show. Right in the middle of all of that mess is glory to God, is what we ought to be doing. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. That no flesh should glory in his presence. The purpose of all we do here at Orchardville Church is to give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Nurseries should give glory to the Lord. Kid possible, glory to the Lord. Adventureland, glory to the Lord. Modified youth, say it with me, glory to the Lord. Sunday school, glory to the Lord. Girls of grace, glory to the Lord. Boys of strength, glory to the Lord. Live out loud, drama team, ushers, greeters, information desk, fit team, Security, rapid response. Some of you ain't getting this at all. You just, man, you're tepid. Don't be tepid. Be all, be all. And I'll go right on down. Rapid response, singles, oasis, Good Samaritan deliveries, angel tree, funeral dinners, CD ministry, the janitors, our tithe, the communion coordinators, prayer chain, card ministry, Orchardville camp workers, lighting tech, sound tech, video tech, camera volunteers, praise team, production manager, deacons, finance team, missions, visual arts, vacation Bible school, men's ministry, women's ministry, fireworks extravaganza, seeds of faith, preaching, give glory to the Lord. The message is, he's a big God and a little me. Yeah, glory to the Lord. John the Baptist said that I must decrease, and when I do that, he will increase. Amen. Ain't nothing worse than a peacock preacher. Amen. I can't stand it. I'm like Popeye. I am it, I am, and that's all that I am. Yeah, kick, 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 kick. 
When the angels announced the birth of Jesus, the very first word they said was, glory to God in the highest. Lord's prayer ends with the glory of God and ends with the glory of God. Again, big God, little me. God said to King Saul in the Old Testament, when you are little in your own sight, then I could work with you. The Wayne County paraphrase version of that, the rest of that says, but when you became a big shot, it was over. Jesus' first visit, he, going, he rode a donkey. His next visit, he's going to ride a white stallion. Wow. And the Bible says he'll come back with 10,000s and thousands of his saints. And guess what? We're all going to be riding a white stallion. Yeah, but I can't ride. Well, he'll teach you how to ride. <laughs> Jesus' first visit, he wore a crown of thorns. His next visit, he'll wear a crown of glory. Jesus' first visit, he was crucified. His next visit, he will be glorified. Jesus' first visit, he was servant. In his next visit, he will be sovereign. In his first visit, he was the Lamb of God. And the next visit, he'll be the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Down at the cross where my Savior died. Down where from cleansing of sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. I think that's lifted up on the cross. It was lifted up in the resurrection and lifted up on the ascension. And he will draw all men unto him. How many here has ever had the occasion to go to Israel? A few. One of the most fascinating things that you'll ever do and to be able to see it, you've got to bend down real low, not like this. You've got you to bend down real low. I don't care if you're a president or a dignitary, you've got to do like everybody else. You've got to bend down real low. It's probably mm, maybe four feet, maybe a little bit less, maybe about 40 inches where you got to bend down real low. And then you walk down a hallway, and then you enter into a cave. And in that cave is a 16-pointed star, and right there where that star is, is where the manger had been. To see where God came to this world, and God was born, you got to bend down real low to get in to see that. Let me give you point two on why Christmas and what it means. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever <clears throat> believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank God. Thank God. 
Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, with what he experienced in his life, with so much grief poured out upon him, with so much pain, and yet it looked like that the enemy would steal every ounce of faith he had, but you can see at the end of the song, his faith is renewed again, because where can he go? Only to God. I don't care how much money they got. If a person doesn't believe, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. Because one day, we'll all stand before him. And I want to already be in practice on giving glory to God. Some of you, heaven's not, heaven's, I mean, we got an idea of heaven. Once you get there, evidently, you're just going to be transformed into this super-duper Christian person. Some of you going to take a while for you to warm up to even heaven. It takes you a while to warm up to a good service. <laughs> it's going to take you a little while. But you'll finally get there, I'm sure. <laughs> I want to already be in practice on giving glory to God. Because that's what the angels did, that's what the shepherds did, and that's what I want to do. I want to give glory unto God. Would you bow your heads, please? <laughs> Father, we thank you and we praise you, dear God. Hallelujah. Oh, come to us. Abide with us. Our Lord, Emmanuel. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, there are millions of people on this planet. They don't know who you are. They've never even heard the Christmas story. God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that message coming to my life and shaping my life and directing my life. Thank God the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. But Jesus was willing to do that for me and for you. Thank God for that. God, I ask and pray on this special time. If there's someone here today, but they've never asked you to be Savior in their life, or one day just melts into another. But God, I ask and pray that you would speak to their heart in such a way that today, on this time of year, they want you as Savior in their life. They want you. Let that happen. Help that to become a reality today. In Jesus' name, amen. I saw a lot of wonderful things when I got to go to Israel. Two things in particular that I would have never guessed. The remains of the stone little bitty house and just the walls are there now of where Mary grew up. And boy, did that impact me to think that right here, right here was where the angel Gabriel came and told her that the power of the, over, of the Almighty would overshadow her she would be with the child that would save the world. Man, that impacted me. And another was a cistern that church history says that Herod had Jesus lowered down into. 
And the plaque that's there is Psalms 40, how he brought me out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon the rock, established my goings, and put a new song in my heart, even praise unto my God. I mean, it's one thing for Jesus to be willing to come to this earth and live 33 years sinless life and to suffer like he did, but then to be lowered down in that cistern. It just, I don't know, that just grabbed me. The God of heaven was willing for that to happen to his own son and his own son willing for that to happen. I told Justin and Jody Newby recently, the gospel used to mean one thing for me, that Jesus died for me. After we had our kids, Josh and Candace, the gospel switched gears for me. It wasn't that Jesus was willing to, to die for me. No, it wasn't that at all. That God was willing to give his son for me. That's when the gospel took full hold in my life. That God was willing for that to happen. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Thank God. And we ought to be giving glory to God in this season. Let's stand. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. If you're here this morning and you need prayer, there's a church full of people willing to pray with you. Come on, as the Spirit of God, as the Spirit of God speaks to your heart. Come right on. Christmas season. Remain. Dreams are remain. Here in your 
Let me tell you something. Jesus has a wonderful way of lifting people up. The first persons to tell of the birth of Jesus and to be a part of this wonderful story were shepherds. And in that day and time, shepherds could not testify in a court of law. Fact because of the lowliness of their job, they were not allowed to give their testimony. And God said, nah, that's the people I'm gonna use to testify. Another group of people could not testify in a court of law. Women. And when Jesus resurrected, who was the first person to give testimony? Mary, Mary Magdalene, a woman, got elevated. Thank God, thank God. I have a lot of reasons. I've used this numerous times, umpteen times. If you're here in this service and you can understand and enjoy the music, understand the preaching, there's thousands of things that's got to work in your body for that to happen. You got a lot to be thankful for, whether you think that or not. I want to give the praise team a big round of applause today. These guys make me feel comfortable. I mean, I kind of like the hairstyle. Then it gets down to Meyer, and then he wrecks the whole deal. But. Uh, Good to have you all here today. Have a, have a wonderful Christmas. What a great time. What a great time to share your faith. It just really is. What a great time. You probably heard this term. There's a war on Christmas. 
There is in America, and how shameful that is. But you can be that shining light to stand up for what Christmas is all about. Amen. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.